2: From the Rangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission.
0: Good afternoon, this is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets and, well, fiscal policy, I suppose, as well. I'm Kyle Rodder here with Danny Ikuye. Um, Danny, it's fair to say that, well, for a lot of reasons, the budget was important. Um, for investors, though, perhaps not the highest priority.
2: No, I'm just trying to check in and see how the market closed. Really, it was uh, a bit of a, a nothing day, wasn't it? It sort of traded down, traded up, traded down, and then traded down again. So I've got, uh, what have we got there, about of a quarter of a percentage point fall on the SIBO 200. Um, But yeah, I I really feel that uh, low volumes, again, from what I could see, and uh, people really probably sitting on their hands ahead of that inflation, US inflation reading coming out tonight.
0: Yeah, and that takes us well to the three themes because, well, there's that budget uh, topic that we've been talking about all day, but there's also uh, that whole inflation trepidation, perhaps. And we'll just see if we can get that up now uh, if uh, it is able to be done, uh, doesn't look like we can, unfortunately. Um, but effectively, three themes, budget, uh, inflation, trepid- uh, trepidation. And, um, well, I suppose we're really just tracking sideways at the moment as we wait for those um, key figures out tonight.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, In terms of, I was just trying to pull up some of the sectors to have a quick look. So healthcare found some love today. That was about 1%. Whether or not that's completely budget-related, oh, sorry, if I just jumped ahead in terms of of those. Um, But otherwise, everything really, a little bit of love in real estate, but otherwise, everything else in the red. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It is all about that CPI reading in terms of, what's expected mm,
0: definitely and uh, well we'll get across a couple of sectors now starting with the banks and uh here we go mixed and the reason being of course we had uh the nab go ex-dividend. So that's yep. weighed on the sector. Bank of Queensland, you said as well, was a ex-dividend. Yep, that
2: was ex-dividend as well. Just quite interesting that um, the last three banks that uh, reported um, actually seeing some buying. So it yeah. could, you know, Westpac has been a little bit firmer, not so much today. Uh, but maybe some investors just capitalising on the weakness over the course of this year and some of those share prices to... Uh, go in and buy, come dividend.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and well, I mean, it's a message that I've got from a few people that maybe all the dirty laundry's been aired now. We'll uh, see if that happens to be true or not, but nevertheless, uh, a lot's been put out there by the banks over the last week or so. <coughs> uh, let's get a look at healthcare now, and uh, you did touch on that being you know, really one of the few uh, performance of the market, we speculated whether there's anything to do in the budget with that because there was a lot of healthcare initiatives announced, maybe a long bow to draw, but nevertheless, uh, CSL, above $300 a share. So uh, plenty of folks out there with that in their portfolio. So always happy to see a three in front of and that.
2: ResMed um, is also ex-dividend even though that share price yeah, isn't up there. we
0: got to remove that. It's every day. Um, there's, uh, I'm sure, one person having a heart attack thinking the company's going bankrupt or something. Um, okay, let's uh, get to sort of some of the equity news and well, CSR... Uh, said it would be paying a fine, uh, higher final dividend of 20 cents uh, per share, despite four-year net profit shrinking 19% to 209, uh, $219 million. Uh, so that number was 17% higher at $225 million for the year end of March. So revenues also rose 13%. Uh, CEO Julie Coates said it's building products, property, and aluminium businesses had performed very well in what was a very busy year. Flag to miss Outlook, for 2024, uh, one that you keep a much of an eye on. In terms no, of the I was, to, march, I was really? just
2: about to say it's it's not one that you really hear about that often. We tend no. to talk more about Boral or James Hardy, yeah. but CSR not so much. Back in the good old days in the building materials era when I covered those stocks, yes, but not so much these days. No, not anymore. What about Appen?
0: Have you got an interest in that? How, how are you no, like? No, thankfully.
2: Yeah, gosh, the, how how the mighty do fall? Appen, wow, that it just continues to be. Really, a lot of heartache for investors, doesn't it? They've downgraded yet again their revenue forecasts, their earnings expectations. And uh, was it stock of the day?
0: It was stock of the day. And uh, well, we spoke to Daniel Ortiz from Lincoln Indicators and Carl Capolingo from Think Markets as to whether, well, they'd think about buying this embattled stock. For us, it's probably more of a structural problem with the business model itself. It was always more of a, essentially, a labour hire business, really. Um, If anyone actually had a look at the Appen platform, it was simply, you know, people on it um, getting paid by Appen to narrate data and, you know, click on the images when it comes up, et cetera. So it was already or um, always really more in in terms of a labor hire business. And it seems like that part of the model has really been shifted elsewhere in terms of competition and also potentially cut out with technological advancements. So for us, it's more of a fundamental issue. Um, We wouldn't be near the stock. Uh,
1: When it comes to the technicals, That's speaking to some of the underlying uh, narratives around Appen, but with the technicals, days like this, I think are really instructive. Uh, When we get uh, a profit downgrade like the one we've had, market is disappointed. Um, Often you're gonna get a drop at the open and then you wanna see how the price responds from there. So if we close near the lows today, it's telling you that people have assessed the news and that supply persisted into the end of the session. Uh, So at the same time, demand was non-existent. It's not like people were coming in to buy the dip and find the bargain now that prices are lower. That's if we close near the lows. However, if we can push back up and close near the highs, it doesn't look like it's happening on Appen today. It's telling you that maybe the market is interpreting this as, well, that's the last of the bad news. It is time to buy the dip and we're happy to take the punt. So watch that close. It's not looking good at the moment.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, fair to say it was caught up in that bubble a couple of years ago. Oh. I think it's fair to, f- fr- uh, to, to, to identify it as, as much. It was pretty ridiculous there for a couple of years uh, in that space.
2: But also, structurally, they've lost a lot of their major clients. Yeah. So, you've got to remember that Facebook and all those yep. have actually taken away business. So, they really do have headwinds in terms of, um, you know, where the business was three years ago. Yeah versus where it is now um, yeah it's it's you, you wouldn't want to be management I don't think
0: yeah not a ringing endorsement from anyone there okay but um, let's move on and uh, well, we'll quickly talk about inflation um, obviously you wrote uh, your view about it this evening uh, five and a, uh, five and a half percent I think we're, we're expecting um, out of the states um, it's pretty sticky
2: yeah it does look pretty sticky. They've got lots of challenges over there, though, don't they? Yeah, they certainly <laughs> They've still got do. wobbly banks, they've got sticky inflation, and they've got the debt ceiling. But I guess, too, the question that we might put to uh, our guests today is about mm. the budget and whether or not it is inflationary or not inflationary, because yeah. just doing a, a vox pop around, it seemed yeah. to me that... There's, um, yeah, there's a few mixed views on that one as well.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, uh, great timing to get Mark Gardner in from Macro Capital. Of course, he's live at the desk. Um, Mark, uh, you had um, some choice words perhaps about the, uh, well, uh, fiscal situation and how it might be complicating uh, the uh, RBA's job uh, off air,
1: but I mean, effectively, maybe making things a little bit more difficult. Uh, not necessarily more difficult I, I think if you know it should be played as a team in an ideal world it should be played as a team game and you should have your fiscal and monetary poli- um, policy heading in the same direction and not having a situation where you know the RBA which you know has copped a lot of criticism is now going to have to hand down yet another probably unpopular decision um, so look I mean it depends on your political leaning I guess I mean there was where you think money was well spent um, but, you know, ultimately, we, we need, you know, good economies run when, you know, governments and central banks are on the same page, not sort of fighting each other. And they're not, you know, burning each other at the stake in the public forum as well. So, you know, I, I would have liked to have sent a little bit more fiscal constraint from the government um, and just trying to, you know, Solve a few problems in terms of um, and, and not go for you know polling wins, but you know this has been the case for nearly 20 years with the budget. I mean, this this pattern of bits and pieces get leaked well before uh, the budget comes out. They see how it plays in the public um, in the public forum, and then they sort of. You know, they mold policy around it, whereas, I, you know, sort of, I think the leaders pass, you just make the decision, you stick by it and do what's, you know, do what's right. But I mean, I'm, I guess I'm showing my age a little bit there. Um, expecting, you know, politicians to do the right thing. I mean, they've got to get reelected. And that's. I think that's why it's important we don't, you know, you, you don't go making massive changes to the central bank system. Because someone's going to, at the end of the day, is going to make the unpopular choices. Um, so you know, if um, if we go and start popular, you know, you know, making the RBA populist as well, well, you know, we we end up in a situation where you know, Greece and Italy have found themselves where you know governments swing back and forth, and the voters get more and more and more, and it ends up being an economic sort of catastrophe down the line. So we. Um, you know, there's always been economic cycles, so you know, not, it doesn't have to be boom and bust. But we should definitely have you know expansion and contraction. So we can't just have you know endless um, <laughs> endless rise in asset prices all the time. So um, it does; it's never ended well in any economics book. Abs- ever.
2: Absolutely. Maybe moving away from sort of that um, inflationary um, discussion and the fiscal impact. Was there anything that you took out of the budget for the for investors of being of any? Significance? Uh,
1: not, not particularly. I, I think um, we're pretty middle of the road in Australia. There's no, there didn't seem to be any major extreme um, extremes in there for me. Um, it's not something that I'm generally paying a huge amount of attention to because obviously there's there's been a real lack of any significant you know systemic change um, for for quite a while now. Um, so, yeah, it's not, you know, some there'll be some individual winners here and there, but I mean, you even look at the the IVF um, subsidies from a couple of years ago. Um, you know, we were, yeah, we used that as a catalyst to buy into Monash IVF. It's taken, you know, 18 months for that to play out into their bottom line. So it's something to maybe flag for, you know, for future, you know, to take it under consideration for future investment choices, but. What you have got to realise is that initial spike that might happen on a sentiment bump a sentiment bump's really not going to filter through till next year's tax returns. So, you know, you've just got to be a little bit wary that there's, there's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of water under the bridge between now and, uh, you know, the next financial year where these changes start to come into effect.
0: As we know it off the top, like I mean, really, if you looked at the market today, it wasn't a great deal of movement. Of course, in the budget mm. or any, anything into this, uh, of or even rates markets pricing a big impact from um, from the budget on in, on rate expectations. But of course, we do uh, shift our focus now to CPI figures tonight. I mean, uh, pretty meaningful, especially after the Fed guidance we got last
1: week. Yeah, and look, if we hit that sweet spot like payrolls did, where where it was, you know, not not too weak, not too strong. Um, we might have a pretty quiet rest of the month, to be to be honest, because um, we're looking towards you know the next FMC. I mean that's weeks away. So um, you know, I mean we have had an eighteen month period where volatility has been at fairly high, you know, elevated levels. Um, yeah, so it'd be one of those things, I, I guess, they'll be looking at the core, mainly, um, overall, and, and I think that's where the RBA sort of found its justification was, I think we've got one of the higher core rates, whilst our headline isn't quite as high. So, um, yeah, and I think it'll be it'll be well poured over uh, now that earnings is largely out of the way. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think it a strong number, um, you know, really is going to start to um, unwind those, you know, early rate cut expectations um very very fast so i think that's probably the the risk is is more likely to the downside um i can't really see any number providing a massive positive catalyst for the for the market to go on a tear to the upside um because if we if we do have inflation fall too quickly it'll be as a result of you know more than like slowing demand and people's that we'll start to see a switch to people worrying about recession rather than, you know, fearing sort of peak rates. So we are sitting in there in that limbo land. And yeah, as, as I've sort of been mentioning last few weeks, just where we don't know. And uh, and I and I, I I can't say with any degree of certainty. So good time to you know sit and watch from the sidelines there's a few Macquarie reported last week Grain Corp tomorrow Elders next week um, IPL uh, so there's a few little bits of corporate news in Australia Um, but apart from that we're we're, um, we'll just see how how the narrative plays out the debt ceiling as well they do love to play chicken um, with the US economy and I you know I I get the real feeling that they'll leave it to the last minute this time and and um, if that You know, if we reach that dead ceiling quicker, like Janet Yellen's saying, then, or you know, if if it even comes up faster than that, um, you you could start to see that sort of even further unnerved markets again. So, yet yet another reason to um, you know keep your powder dry.
2: Yeah, just in terms of um, an inflation rate, if it's hotter than expected, and then you were talking about maybe the futures kind of changing do you not think there's a risk if it is higher than expected that you actually then see the market going oh my god it's another nail in the coffin for the banking sector and you see that whole regional bank starting to sell off again and that gyration starting
1: that's that's another possible outcome um i think as well with the with the debt ceiling it's causing issues in you know short-term in the t-bill market as well so people are already nervous about banks could you imagine trying to, you know, you've got this enormous capacity for there to be volatility in the yield curve when things that are normally very stable. Um, it just adds another degree of difficulty to the, to the whole thing, which is an, you know, sort of yet another reason why we just sort of, you know, what, what, what is the market going to take out of it? Um, I, I think there's been a, we're starting to see the tail end of. I think there's been a few predatory shorts in those regional banks and a few of them have bounced back now and i think that trade will start to fade out a little bit um and it worked quite well up until a point but now i think the you know the the recent couple um that were in the you know they're only in the 20 bill market cap range um i can't remember their names but they're very small end, but they bounce back pretty quickly um so that you know those you know traders and algos will will tend to beat at a door until you know until it stops and now it's kind of stopped i think that predatory short will probably try will probably stop a little bit because you know we everyone's had their dirty laundry as you said um, and you know i don't think there's too many other surprises but you know like i said the the debt ceiling adding a, another degree of difficulty to hedging your you know, your debt book, like just, it's just one more reason, well, one more um, pothole that the um, banking sector can fall in. So, yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting and there, there could be a narrative either way tomorrow that could switch a week later as well, um, you know, as they dig deeper into the numbers.
0: Mark, really appreciate your insights as always. Uh, we'll let you get uh, back to preparing for that CPI release perhaps, <laughs> but uh, Mark Garner there from, from Macro Capital. Okay, well, uh, we've, Really? Obviously, picked it up yeah. quite a lot. Uh, uh, what's on tonight? Well, you may have heard it's, it's US inflation, US CPI, um, but we also got Disney oh, results yeah. too, uh, and also
2: Airbnb way. reported um, after the close in the US, and apparently oh. that was the expectations were very poor, so that stock oh. was trading down, um, only because uh, yeah, Josh Gilbert mentioned that, but obviously Walt Disney as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, a bit of a, I guess a consumer narrative there, uh, tourism, and uh, even the streaming wars in there as well. Mm. Are you a Disney Plus person? Or no. are you in some more of a Netflix, or a, do you have a preference?
2: I have Netflix. Netflix. I'm <laughs> a Netflixer
0: as well. I just... My son
2: has Walt Disney Plus. It's a hangover from his his teenage youth years. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, again, it's another thing that's reasonably sticking out, streaming uh, preferences, I suppose. <laughs> And off to the leaders and laggards we go. Let's have a look at the leaders to start with as we always do focus on the positive and there you go Paladin Energy up 8%. Um, Are we betting on nuclear what's going on
2: there? I have no idea. That was my hunch. Um, Ditto. Linus continuing to feel the love after they got that extension from the Malaysian government. Um, I do know lots of people like what's going on with Life360 and I think they have their results coming out next week and we do know that Telex Pharmaceuticals has very much been um, a popular with investors, but um, it, it might be a bit of a stretch to say Paladin and Linus are running off the back of the budget. Um, I don't know if you found yeah,
0: anything there. Um, in terms of, uh, high trading volumes, um, share price for this uh, another share price movement somewhere, but luckily. Okay. No, not um, not too much that I can actually Maybe see. No, no news out of, of the company in the particular from what I'm reporting.
2: Story, as in, if if you know we're going down the hydrogen route.
0: Yeah.
1: Right.
2: and
0: um, uh, along uranium prices. Oh up. right, uh, uranium. Like we still got Mark here on the desk to uh, give us give us the uh, the, the, the the expert pointers there. But um, oh, there you go. Okay, that's, uh, that's that's just interesting stories in general uh, with the nuclear. I uh, did I say that right?
2: I say nuclear, but yeah.
0: I got told the only time I ever got it told off yeah. on, um, from a, from someone who's watching me on, on Tally was when I said nuclear wrong. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be very careful now. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the laggards, and uh, well, again.
2: There we go. Ex dividends. Ex dividends. Bank of Queensland and NAB. Uh, off 4% and 3.8% respectively. Yeah, Um, yeah. so so
0: keep an eye on that for over the next few weeks, of course, because there'll be a few more banks going ex-div and a few few other companies that could weigh on the market as well. We already spoke about CSR, uh, the building material space, which um, again, you uh, covered in the past, but uh, clearly not uh, necessarily on our radar quite as much today, although uh, did talk of uh, potentially weaker conditions in 2024. So that's always a a bit of an omen, of course, not a great one. Uh, Blue Scope Steel down 3.5% for the session. Uh, Champion Iron also down 2.6% actually uh, did you see what happened with the material space today I, I, um, we'll get it up now but I it seemed it was, it was
2: it was off a bit wasn't yeah, it yeah
0: off so we've got uh, yeah. materials off by half a percent energy off by half a percent a bit of a mixed bag really telcos and, um, and financial very very
2: muted um, response to, mm. to the budget which is probably not unusual because there wasn't really you know a lot in there per se when it comes for you know for, for the investment community
0: yeah and the Never is. I think the only time I've ever seen, um, in my very short career, of course, uh, uh, the market's respond to a budget was when it was the emergency emergency settings of, of um, uh, the early pandemic when oh, we were, right. we we're all just waiting for the government to just basically save our bacon. Throw up, money it. at us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, are we all going to go bankrupt or not? Oh, oh good. We'll buy some stocks. Um, but there we go. That's your lagar's there. And the market has finished low for the day. It has to be said too. Down 0.12% on the ASX 200. Okay, and no less, here is the uh, small cap names that we like to go through too. Um, <laughs>
2: Alligator Energy, that's a, a new one to, to my universe, four cents. Yeah. Up 17%.
0: And, uh, yeah, I don't know, is that far north Queensland or something like that? Yeah. I don't know.
2: Um, oh, uh, uranium. There you the go, another
0: uranium name there as well. So some of the uranium names are really performing well yeah. um, uh, on uh, on today. Oh, Appen, stock of the day.
2: Having Down a shellacking.
0: Position. Yeah. Yeah. Not so good. It, was, it, mm. it wasn't always a small cap, was it?
2: No, 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 no. It was up there with Alty in terms of, you know, lots of investors were in there.
0: Yeah, okay, well, um, fallen angel, perhaps, mm. we'll see. Only time will tell, of course, but, um, well, Danny... I think we've picked apart that CPI figure to to an inch of its life. All there is is to do now is wait for it to to, to come out. Until tomorrow
2: then. (laughs) Until
0: tomorrow indeed. Remember, you can catch up on all the latest views and interviews and, of course, our big budget coverage uh, throughout the day. There's a special rail on the uh, website and the platform that you can go to there. Otherwise, well, strap yourself, in, We uh, will see you tomorrow morning.
2: Cheers. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,